Good morning. Uh, it's so wonderful to be here with you all this morning. And uh, I want to ask you this morning, um, when you enter this church today, you bring your passport? No, no passport to get through? So I have to ask Deacon Gary, maybe check in order for us to get in. My brothers and sisters, everywhere we go, we have our ID, we have our passport in order to get through special airports and enter into the country. And that's, that's no deny about that. But for us, how wonderful it is for us to get in here without passport, without nothing, no ID. But you know that our identity and our baptism is our ID to get through the gate. It's first to get through the door in order to know our loving God through the Eucharist. That's the most powerful for us to get through that. And without that, we don't know him. We cannot find him. You know, just the same thing. I don't know how many, how long you've been married with, with, with each other. Esther. Oh, <laughs> a sister. I thought you were married. Sorry. 55 years? That's a wonderful. Long time, yes. But at the beginning, you know, how do you know each other? You see, if you rewind that movie, yeah, you rewind that movie, how you get to know each other? Sometimes it's occasion, somehow as a ball, anywhere. But when you know each other deeper into that, enough, you want to get, to get married to that person. And when you get married to that person, you have to live, be faithful to one another. No matter what, you know, sometimes it's ups and downs. You poke each other every day. You play game, you know, silent war every day, cold war every day. <laughs> You know, but you still love that person. Why you still love that person? Is that because he or she is not matching with you or because you have to keep faithful to what you, what you promise the congregation, the church? There must be something for us to love one another, to love your spouse. There's something for you is much deeper in our life to cling and to hang on to that. Yes, when we first loved, we thought everything is just like a flower, you know, butterfly flying around. But when you love each other more, you live in the same house that you recognizing, you know, this is mine. <laughs> Everything's like that. But there is something God planted in the midst of that two people. It's the love of God. It's a love that you both give to one another. Not because of mine, but because of you, I will willingly to transform. Now you recognize that many of you may maybe recognize that by now. 
but not her or his, but I, I have to transform. I have to transform in order to walk into that path, in, uh, in order to walk into that, you know, hand in hand in my 55 years or more. How many years you've been married? 35. It's not that short or it's not that long, but it's long. If you are not open it up, then you cannot walk in with each other in that path. God invites us today too. God invites us to open the narrow gate. Even though we know the narrow gate is difficult, it's not easy. That's a practice, practicing Catholic as well. Now, as a question, when are we starting a Mass? Is that because of beginning with the sign um, uh, of faith, with the mark of faith? What do you think? When do we begin with, with Mass? Or when we walk into the church? We're beginning when we wake up in the morning. We prepare ourselves to get ready like the Israelites, get ready to come to worship God, to give thanks to God, to praise God. But sometimes on a road, we get, get lost. I want to stop by here. I maybe go early and stop by here and there to pick up something. Or my, I got flat tie. I get angry, upset. You know, the, the bigger road is can drive us away here and there in our lives. More fame, more famous, but God invite us to help us in narrow road, which is straight us out. Like the Hebrews tell us that. The Father loves us, not spoiling us, but disciplining us. Disciplining us to call us to live the way God wants us to be. Today I come to share with you the, the mission, the mission of redemptive missionary. Now, Father Sam Fonsa, the Father, you know, he says, get his um, master, I mean, the degree in lawyer and the phys uh, uh, civilly uh, degree as well, and serve in the courts. And he wins so many cases. He wins so many cases. And he's a noble man, rich family. But when he lost a case, he shut himself. You know, he has a big role in the head of him, you know, the future. But he shut himself down, closed the door, and was blaming on God. You know, saying, why are you doing this to me? But through time he prayed. He prayed, and then God spoke to him. He said, know the world, I know you. The same Foster know the world. Know the liar, know the trick of the world. And then he gave up everything, follow Christ. He gave up to live in the biggest city in Naples and flee to Scala, where all the most abandoned poor people to serve God there. And for myself too, when I entered Redemptions, I never thought of that. Because I live in Vietnam and and the, you know, the communist country, we don't have the freedom of like here, freedom of speech or human rights. We'll be oppressed and even persecuted the church as well, you know, in China. Some. 
But when I came here, I was I dreaming to be, you know, build my big house and, you know, get married. And I have my girlfriend, you know. And I graduated with my computer science, and I worked for Wire. I have my own business as well, computer small business. It's not big, just enough, you know, to spend or buy a house back then, uh, 20 years ago. But also, I went back to Vietnam to visit my country. And back when I was there, I didn't have a chance to, you know, travel here and there like, you know, here. You know, I said you on vacation, travel here and there. And I went back, I visited people in Highland, you know, the people would, would push away from the city and the, the, the community. And I visited people in, in the in leprosies, you know, in and orphanage and disability, and all the young people who were pregnant, but they, they were afraid of family, afraid of, um, you know, friends. So they try to hide themselves. And, and then all the sisters and the uh, priests, they try to uh, help them, you know, when they uh, gave birth and their baby will be taken care of. So I visit all of that. And when I came back down, into the city, and we stopped by a place just outside a street, highway, you know, like, not like this highway, and very dirty and, you know, dust and fly around. And I, we're eating, we order food to eat, and I suddenly I saw across the street there's a boy, a couple of boys, that searching for food, digging out of the trash can for food. And that was struck me. Struck me because I cannot eat anymore because I, now it's in 20th century, not 21 century, and there's still something like that. It struck me. And even though it struck me more because kids, they don't know how to read and write. They don't have the classroom, no paper, no pens, no backpack. But it was learning on the ground with a branch. They write down uh, words on the under the ground in order, you know, like a classroom gathered together. So when I went down, I saw the, those kids like that. And I asked God, ask God, you know, I mean, we should not ask him because when we ask him, he, he will answer us, right? He will answer right away. So I shouldn't ask him. I shouldn't. But I asked him, God, what do you want me to do? And when I come back and make a short, when I come back, I discerning and, you know, go to retreat and then and I enter redemptress. And God said, hey, okay, you ask me, I will show you. Show everything and follow me. It took me a year in order to do that. I said, I mean, man, I'm going to get married, going to get kids, you know, and all of that. And, you know, how, how, where am I going to put all this stuff? And so I, I gave it up, and I entered Redemptress. And in the Redemptress life, information, information, <clears throat> oh, once a month, once a month, they give me $25. And look at $25. Say, how am I going to use this $25 for a month? You know, when I have my business, I can spend as much as I can. I, I don't care. You know, you have a credit card, you just wipe it. <laughs> you wipe it. But in that $25 a month, I learned a lot from it. I learned a lot. I reflected on, you know, how sweat I am, how busy you are in order to earn all of that. But the redemptors helped me to look in 
in other people's life as well. Now, if I go out with friends, with that $25 is not enough. Or even to buy a, a pen, you know, jean, is not enough. But it's helped me to learn to understanding, you know, the other people in the world, country, poverty. Now, we have redemptions in 88 countries in the world. We have in Nigeria and down in Amazon, you know, Amazon, uh, Amazonias. And we serve there. We serve there. We serve people. In Nigeria, people get hungry. Even though they use a clay, you know, the clay, the mud, very, you know, clay, and they make it cookies out of that and eat in order to fulfill their hungriness. In, in Amazon, we have to travel 30 miles down in the trials in order to be, uh, to be with them, to preach and to help them. Some got sick because of, you know, the, the, the tropical and disease and type of insects yeah, that they bite them. And so they have to rush back in the United States. It's very difficult. But my life is, I share with you, it's not because I'm proud of it, but because I want to, you to know that God is wonderful. God is wonderful. But he makes something is greater. I thought I can, you know, my, my life was better. But no, when I came here, I never, I never thought I'd have my degree either or being priest or only a master in theology. I never thought of it. I never dreamed of it. Because when I lived in Vietnam, my dad served in the army and he got arrested in uh, a concentration camp for a number of years and he fled. He came here. He sponsored us over. And back, back that time, I never thought of that. We've been separated for 18 years from each other. No news, nothing about him. It's nothing, it's just like up in the air. Never thought I can see him or my brothers again. But God is greater than that. Greater than that to call me, to call you, to build God's kingdom, to build God's love. But how do we do that? How do we continue to walk into that path to open that door in order to see the greatest of God, the love and mercy of God? How do we do that? Let's just pause a moment. I think if the church today is full, if the church today is full, no empty chair, what will be happen? Don't we rejoice with our brothers and sisters? The people don't, do not know him will be joyful, will be loving, thank you, and serving God. Worship him. But we give thanks to God, my brothers and sisters, that we all been sharing with Christ. But we all enter into that narrow gate to the baptism of our faith. And our faith continues, even though life is shaking, life is challenging. But I thank you for being here today to give thanks to God for many blessings God showered upon you and me, but also worship him. Also, open your arm, your heart to help us, to journey with us, your prayer, your support. On behalf of my um, provincial father, Steve Ray Round, to deeply thank you for all the prayers and support you, you supported throughout the years, even the prayer in the, in the diocese. May God bless you, continue to bless you.
to be with you, to journey with you, especially our Mother Mary, Mother Perpetua, have watched over you. And may God continue to draw us closer to him so that when we receive him, we can be an instrument to God. God can touch us, touch our hearts, touch our painful, painful occasion moments. Heal us, and we can be a healing hand for one another. We can be a witness and instrument to one another to bring love of God into the midst of our family, the midst of the community, and the world, the worldwide. So people can see the love of God is still drowning and spreading throughout the world. 